it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John 6.63 God's servant delivers the word of life with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. And now, the pastor Andrew Yakwa proclaiming God's word to you. The mind of, of our guests is the eight month. And the number eight is a number for new beginning. We believe that in this month of August, God will grant us new beginning. Amen. It shall be a month of new beginning for all of us. And we want to welcome ourselves back to church. And today we are beginning a new series. We last the whole of last month we looked at what the spirit is saying to the churches. Amen. We looked at all the all the churches in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and 3. And today we are starting a new series and we are looking at investing for eternity. For the past week or two weeks, eternity has been on my mind. And when I started going through these messages, uh, the messages are very troubling and it is shaking my foundation on the way I view treasures on earth. Amen. And God is going to remind us through this message that life is transient and that we are pilgrims on this earth the earth is not our home heaven is our home and so no matter how you are living your life um, the best you can spend on this earth is uh, is 100 years <laughs> and after 100 years we, we, are, we are going to die and we are going to go to heaven and we are going to spend eternity in heaven and surprisingly, a lot of people will go to heaven and then they will not be happy. Whilst people will be enjoying in heaven, others will go to heaven and they will not be happy. Because they have nothing in heaven. They are just going to be there, but they will have nothing of value in heaven. They don't have any treasure in heaven. So when I began to re- uh, read this scripture, it began to draw on my mind that as Christians, we need to start doing things that have heavenly value. So that when we go to heaven, we will not have the shock and surprise of our lives. Amen. So today we are beginning a new series and we are looking at investing for eternity. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 to 24. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, this is where the emphasis is, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eyes, and therefore thine eye be single, then thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, then thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is indeed be darkness, how is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Other version says you cannot serve God and money. Amen. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and 
money amen therefore i say unto you take not thought for life what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what you shall for yet for your body what you shall put on it's not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they do not sow neither did they reap nor did they gather unto bands yet your heavenly father feedeth them are ye not much better than they which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature and why take ye thought for the raiment consider the lilies of the field how they grow they toil not neither do they spin and yet i say unto you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these wherefore if god so clothed the glass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven shall he not more much more clothe ye of little faith therefore take not thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed for after all these things do the gentiles seek but for you for your heavenly father knoweth that which you need of these things but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto thee amen in this scripture jesus spoke like a financial expert he spoke like someone who has has a, who had a financial background and jesus oftentimes spoke about money in some of his parables as a matter of fact of all the 39 parables jesus spoke about 11 of them were on finances or on money it means that money is very important as long as we are living on this earth but if you don't take care in these end times there are two things that are going to take that are going to fight for the heart of people the first one is god and the second one is money or mammon and the bible says that these are the two spirits that are going to control people in the end times money and god and you cannot serve both of them at the same time you have to serve one and leave the other so you cannot serve god in isolation. you cannot serve god and money at the same time god says that the bible is saying that you have to serve one of them one of them must become your master and so you have to choose the choice is between you whether you are going to allow money to become your master or you are going to allow money to control you or you are going to be controlled by god amen so about 70 years from today most of us in fact none of or most of us will not be here we are going to spend all our lives in eternity before god and the question is that when you are dead and gone and when you stand before god what treasures would you have in heaven to lay hold on amen so today we are going to talk about three, uh, we are going to be, in this series we are going to talk about three things we are going to talk about how we can serve god as christians amen we are going to talk about areas in our life or things as christians that can help us to lay up treasures in heaven so that when you go to heaven or when you die and go to heaven you will not have the shock or surprise of your life so we are going to first of all we are going to talk about these three things that god requires us to invest in or to invest with amen we are first of all going to talk about time we are going to talk about talent and we are going to talk about treasure amen we are going to talk about first of all time where you serve god with your time so that if church starts at eight o'clock and you come here by seven o'clock or seven thirty you are serving god with your time 
when we need to go and do evangelism and you avail yourself for us for you to be part of evangelism for you to serve god it is your time that you are investing before god and we are also looking at talent where you you serve god if you don't have the time you can serve god with your talent or your gift maybe you are a technical person maybe you know how to sing so you decide that i'm going to put this gift at the disposal of the kingdom of god or at the church if you can play drums you can play keyboard you are going to put them at the disposal knowing that whatever you are doing on earth there is a reward in heaven man may not see it human beings may not see it but god sees whatever you do in heaven like i said last week and god said that i know your works so it means that whatever we do on earth god sees it if you are an usher and you usher in the church god sees it if you are a prayer warrior and you pray in the church god sees it whatever we do it is going to lay for us crowns or treasures in heaven so we are going to talk about time we are going to talk about investing uh, in the kingdom with your time we are talking about your your talent and we are talking about your treasure but today we are going to emphasize more on the treasure that is serving god with your money somebody say serving god with your money say serving god with your money amen so we are talking about treasure and in this passage there are three things that we see in this passage we look at potential what money can do and what happened what can happen to our investment when we invest on earth what can happen to it and when we invest in heaven what can happen to it and we are looking at power the power of money that is knowing that money is a spirit and money can control you and money where you put your money in would determines the kind of heart you have so if i look at your budget if you take your salary at the end of the month and i have a look at it and i see your expenditure i will i can safely tell you where your heart is if you spend all your money on on drinks and food and everything i can look at your expenditure and tell you where your heart is in the same way if most of your money goes into supporting the sick the needy to go into charity missions supporting the kingdom of god i can look at you and tell you where your heart is amen so we are looking at in treasure we are looking at the potential of money what can happen to your money if you invest on earth and two we are looking at the power of money how i will be able to know where your heart is based on your expenditure and three we are looking at perspective of money amen how we see money how we see everything how we see materialism amen now in in in, in the scripture we just read the bible is telling us that money has the potential to be invested on earth or in heaven you can invest your money or your treasure on earth or you can invest the same money in heaven and the bible is saying that if you choose to invest your money on earth there are three things that can happen to it it says one it says one that if you invest on earth your money can rust if you place your investment on earth god is saying that your money can rust which means that if you go and buy a car today and you start driving it all of a sudden the value of the car begins to depreciate if you go if a, a lot of things can happen to investment the bible says it can it can rust which means it can be depreciated it can be affected by inflation a lot of things can happen to your investment on earth and two 
The Bible is also saying that thieves can steal it. No matter how tight your security is, thieves can steal it. Can come and steal your money. Amen. He said, lay not your treasure on earth where one where rust can affect it or thieves can steal it. So if you invest on earth, thieves can steal it. And three, the Bible says that it can affect be affected by ruin or it can be destroyed. Let's look at Second Peter chapter chapter three verse. Second Peter chapter three verse ten to eleven. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be? So the Bible is, is saying that Look, looking at the fact that whatever we are fighting for on this earth will one day be destroyed. Why do we waste our time on it? Seeing that whatever we waste our time to get, seeing that all the money we are accumulating will one day be destroyed. The Bible is saying that, what then are you going to do? So God is saying, the Bible is telling us that when you invest on this earth, there are three things that can happen to it. One, it can be destroyed. Thieves can steal it. And three, it says that it can rust. Because one day, one day, all the buildings we are accumulating, one day, all the cars we have, your BMW, if Jesus should come right now, everything will be destroyed. It will be useless to you. It will have no value to you. All the, I was discussing with Elder Piero yesterday that some people have died and then they left a huge sum of money in the bank account. And their families don't even know about it. The money, they, they can't trace the money, so the banks have taken the money. Investment on earth is good, but that is not where your heart should be. It is not where your heart should be. Your heart should be on eternity. Knowing that one day you stand before God, and one day you have treasures in heaven. He says that when you when you invest on earth, it can be affected. But then he goes on to say that you can also decide to invest in eternity. How do we invest in eternity? When you do charity works. When you help the poor. When you support the kingdom of God. When you pay your tithe. When you give your offerings. When you support missions. When, when you decide that I'm going to help the poor. You are investing in eternity. Some of you, when you take your money, all you think about is you and your family. And your, your small family. That is all. You're selfish. Thinking about yourself. But God is saying that there are things you can do so that when you go to heaven, it is like you have invested in heaven. When you give to the poor, men may not see it, but God sees it. When you support the poor, God, men may not see it, but God sees it. Some people have so much money, they eat, and then at the end of the day, some of the food is left, they go and throw it away. But others too, they don't even have it. And because people have become fake today, you don't even know who to help. But I've made a conscious effort that I'm going to help the people. I'm going to help the poor. Whether they, whether they appreciate it or not. Because at the end of the day, whatever you are doing on earth, the Bible is saying that you are laying up for yourself treasures in heaven. So he says that when you invest on earth, it can be affected by ruin, it can be destroyed, it can be stolen by thieves. 
But it says, lay out for yourself treasures in heaven. And the reason why when you lay out for yourself treasures in heaven is that it says one, when you invest in eternity, there is no rust. It does not depreciate. Rather, it appreciates. Amen. When you support the work of God, it says that your treasure in heaven appreciates. Or the value increases. Amen. The second thing is that it says there is no robbery. There are no thieves in heaven. To steal your investment. So yes, on earth, thieves can steal it. But in heaven, nobody can steal it. And it says the third one is that it cannot be destroyed. Malachi chapter 3. The thieves cannot steal it. And it cannot be destroyed. Malachi chapter 3. Verses 10 to 11. Malachi 3, 10, 11. It is talking about your tithe. It says that, Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall be no room enough to receive it. Now look at it. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. So the Bible is saying that when you invest in the kingdom of God, thieves cannot destroy it. He says, I personally, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So when you give your tithe, when you invest in the kingdom, God is saying that I will make sure that I protect your business. When you pay your tithe, I will protect you. It will be my interest to protect your business. A lot of Christians, they don't even pay tithe. They don't give offerings. They don't pay tithe. They are just Christians. They are in the church. They don't pay tithe. That is why all of a sudden the devil is fighting your business. All of a sudden, when your money comes, you become very tight. All of you, the moment you receive your salary, you spend it at the hospital, taking care of somebody, your child. It's your time. When you invest in the kingdom of God, God will personally rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. It says no ruin shall come to it. So when you when you when you give to God, no ruin shall come to it in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter six. Let's go back to the same Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one. For where your treasure is, that is where your heart will also be. Amen. It says, where your treasure is, that is where your heart will also be. Listen, a lot of people are controlled by money. A lot of Christians are controlled by money. On Sunday, when they tell you to go to church, and someone calls you, says that, meet me at a room for money, and you think twice, there's a problem with your heart. Check your heart. If you are going to church on Sunday and someone calls you that, hey, please, I want you to meet me somewhere for some money. And you think twice whether you should decide to go to church or not. There's a problem with your heart. Money is controlling you. The love of money is controlling you. Money is good. But I'm telling you, God says that in the end time, there are two spirits that will control people. Money and then God. Amen. Money is power. Mammon has power. He said, where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. So I can look at how you do your things. I can look at where you put your money and I know where your heart is. Whether your heart is on earth or your heart is in heaven. I can
can look at the things you spend your money on. When, when at the end of the month, well, how how you spend your money at the end of the month? How much of the money, the same money, goes into supporting the kingdom of God? At the end of the month, some of you, when you receive when when you receive a huge sum of money, you forget about God. Some of you, the moment you receive your salary or your money, you even forget that you have to pay your title. All of a sudden, you remember that, oh, I wanted to buy that bag. Hey, that bag, I wanted to buy it. Then you go and buy it. By the time you finish spending your money, then it occurs to you that you have not paid your tithe. That is how powerful money is. Money is a, that one is a spirit. It can control you. The Bible is saying that where your heart is, where you, that's where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. It means if you, are, if you value the, the work of God, if you value the kingdom of God as your treasure, your heart will be there. If you value the things of God as your treasure, it will show in what you give to support the kingdom of God. If you value the kingdom of God, it will show by what you give to support the poor. To support missions. To, when you pay your tithe, it shows me that that is where your heart is. Amen. Money is important. Matthew chapter, the same Matthew chapter 19. And a lot of people are controlled by money. Some of you, you cannot serve God because of money. Some of you, you are not really committed to God because of money. You, you are you are you are some way your, your commitment to god is partial you have not fully committed to god because of money matthew chapter 19 verse 21 to 23 and jesus said unto him there's a young man who came to jesus and the bible says that he asked jesus that i want to follow you and jesus gave him something to go and do let's look at what jesus told the young man to go and do or uh, even let's 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 show Jesus what let's see what Jesus told the young man to do. And Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, go and sell that which thou hast and give unto the poor. So a young man wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus told him that listen, if you want to follow me, okay, you have you have accumulated a lot of money, go and sell it and give it to the poor. Go and sell all you have and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven. So when you give to the poor, God is saying that you have treasures in heaven. Some of you, your family members, some of them are very poor. Sometimes some of them just need 200 cities to pay their fees. You have it. But you tell them, I, I, I'm praying with you, okay, God. We, let's pray about it. Meanwhile, you have the same money in your head, your hands. Some of you, you can give money to your family members and at the end of the day, they will turn back and hurt you. But God is saying that, yes, they didn't recognize it. But God is saying that you have treasures in heaven. They didn't value it, but you have made yourself treasures in heaven. So it is not contingent on whether they value it or not. Yours is to do it, knowing that whatever you do, there is treasure for you in heaven. He told a young man, go and sell all that you have. And give the money to the poor. Give it to support the poor. Give it to the poor. And he says, when you do that, you have treasures in heaven. And come and follow me. And look at what the young man did. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. He was sad. For he had great possession. He was sad. 
He looked at the money that he was going to give to the poor. He looked at the price he was going to pay to follow Christ. He looked at what he was going to do. He had great possession. And the Bible says that he didn't listen to Jesus. He went away and he was sad. He was sorrowful. It shows the kind of heart this young man had. His heart was in his possession. Listen, you can lose your money in one day. You can have all the money in this world, but you lose it in a day. Job had everything, but he lost it in one day. Look at this young man. He, God, Jesus gave him a choice to choose between following Jesus and then following money. The Bible says that he left very sorrowful. He left very sad because his heart was in money. A lot of people, your heart is in money. You think that the more money you have, the more happy you will become. Money is good, but if your heart is in money, you are deceiving yourself. Riches is deceitful. It's good to have money, but it can be very deceitful. Let's look at the deceitfulness of riches. There's a misconception that the more riches you have, the more happy you become in life. But I've seen a lot of rich people who commit suicide. People who are very rich and they committed suicide. People who are very rich die. When Alexander the Great was on the deathbed, he was surrounded by his generals and he told them that when I die, I want you, I want three things done for me. He says, one, when I die, let the best of doctors carry my casket. And two, he says that hang my hand around my two hands for everybody to see my two hands in the casket. And he says the third one is that sprinkle all the gold and all the diamonds, all the possession I have, sprinkle it on the street. So one of the generals asked him, why do you want us to do that? He says, listen, I want the best of doctors to carry my dead body so that you know that when death says you are going, not even the best of doctors can, carry, can, can stop it. And he said that, okay, so what about your two hands showing? He says, I want them to know that, listen, when you die, you are going empty-handed. Your hands, there's nothing that you are taking away. Listen, everything you are accumulating, when you die and go, you not go with it. All the possessions you are fighting about. Today, people will kill for money. People will kill for money. But when you die, you not go for, go with it. Politicians are fighting over money. Nowadays, all we think about is getting, accumulating money, pushing, moving it from here. No matter how, whether we get it in a good way or not, we don't care. All we want is that we want to accumulate money because to us, we think that we'll be happy the more we have money. But listen, the Bible says that a man's, a man's, the Bible says that a man's happiness is not in, in the, the amount of things he possesses. Your happiness must not be in possessions because you can lose it. It is deceitful to think that you can only be happy when you have money. Real happiness is in God. Real fulfillment is when you find God. It's, yes, money is good, but don't put your heart in money because you can lose, you can make a wrong investment and lose it. How you treat money can affect your destiny. Luke chapter 17, verse 31. Luke 17, 31. 
in that day he which shall be upon the housetops jesus was talking about the end times he was talking about the rapture what will happen after the rapture his disciples came to see he says lord what will be the signs of the end and jesus started talking to them about the rapture and he says that in that day he which shall be upon the housetop so jesus is saying that when the rapture happens or after the rapture some will be on the housetops and the stuff will be in the house let him not come down to take it away in other words when the rapture happens don't look back hello don't look back at the possession you have you are on the rooftop don't look back at the possession you have it's like somebody in the house and there's fire in the house some some of you will want to go inside and go for your possession at the end of the day they will die it says don't look back if you're on the housetop don't look back somebody said don't look back somebody said don't look back it says if you're on the housetop don't go down to go and take the possession if you're on the housetop don't go down to go and take the possession if you're on the housetop don't go back a lot of us we go back many of us our heart is in our possession oh you bought your first car sometimes when you see people buying their first car that day they will not sleep Aye! every two hours they'll go and check outside whether a thief has come to see the car i remember when my father bought his first car hey <laughs> every morning i tell him that i want to go and watch he said no don't touch my car don't touch it it's my car don't touch it because to him he thinks that if i go and watch their car i want to drive he said don't touch it. it's my car don't touch it that is how some people behave it's my possession don't touch it yesterday i came from cape coast and when i saw the car the same car my father was fighting it's like scraps even if you go and sell it they will not even sell it for 20 cities our heart it says in that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his staff and in the house let him not come down and take it away and he that is in the field let him likewise not return back and he says that remember lot's wife remember lot's wife that is the shortest one of the shortest verses in the bible remember lot's wife in other words don't become like lot's wife lot's wife all her attention was on the on the on the money or on the treasure i'm sure she had some gold and necklaces god was saving her but her heart was still at in the world he says remember lot's wife don't kill for money whatever you are fighting over today 10 years from now it will be valueless it will be valueless when the bmw even when mobile phone came at first hey when mobile phone when sim card those days it was it is space phone or something space phone you have to be rich to possess a sim card it was very expensive those days it was like 2.5 or 300 cities 300 cities and people when people when it was a rich who owned it it was a rich people who owned it and you see that when you see someone holding a phone uh, those is nokia the banshee tail the big one the one that when he makes noise he can even wake a dead body 
and you see them and they have arrived. Hey, oh, phones. And you, if I'm telling you, people slept to people to get money to go and buy mobile phones. People kill, people lie to get money to go and buy mobile phones. But today, mobile phones, mobile phones today, even children are using it. Which means that whatever you are killing yourself over today, eh, 10 years from now, it will be valueless. When these face shields came at first, it was 50 Ghana cities, 40 cities, and people were buying it. I, I saw information, marketing horse, information. I need 100,000 pieces. I need 10,000 pieces. I need 15,000. People were ready to make money. I called my friend in China. I said, Charlie, we need to make money. Send us 10,000 pieces. And the value was 50 cities. Production value was 10 cities. So I, I, I was calculating in my mind that when it comes, I will sell it for 30 or 35 cities. And I calculated the profit. My friend said, Osofo, oh, please. You, let's wait for another for one week and see how things will happen. Now, a week after, now they are selling it for two cities. Two Ghana cities. The same thing that was selling at 30 cities and 50 cities. Now, imagine if my friend had gone to buy it. Some of my friends have it. One of my cousins called me so often. I have like 5,000 pieces in the house. So my boca. I said, okay, then start distributing it. It means that whatever you are putting your heart, whatever we are fighting about today, tomorrow it will be useless. Don't put your heart in money. Put your heart in God. Let your happiness, your joy and fulfillment be in Christ and not in money and not in material possession because it, it will be useless. It will be valueless. You will not find value from it. We think that the more we have money, the more happy we will be. And the second thing is that we think that the more you have money, it shows your status in life. It shows your status in life. Hey, when you see somebody who have money, then people respect them. So many of us, we think that we need to get money so that people will respect us. We need to get money so that when we go for family meetings, one friend of mine said that, you have money so much that when it's time for family meetings, you intentionally go late. When everybody waits, if the meeting is 7 o'clock, he will go like 9 o'clock. And they cannot start the meeting without him. And because he has money. And when he enters there, they rather will apologize for him being late. They will tell, oh, we are sorry we started the meeting so early. So many of us, our conception is that when I get money, I need to get enough money. I need to accumulate treasures. I need to pour up money so that it will be a status symbol. But money is not a status symbol. It's good if you have a car. We thank God. It's good if you have houses. We thank God. But don't let that be your attraction. Don't put your heart in it. The Bible says there was a rich man. He said that tomorrow we will dine, we will enjoy. He said tomorrow we will do this. And God said that, oh you foolish man. You will see whether you wake up today. Don't let your heart be in money. Save God with your money. Save God with your treasure. The little you have, it, is, it, it may not be much. The Bible said Jesus went to the temple and he saw people giving to God. And he said the rich man brought a lot of money. But the widow... 
came with just a dime. She dropped it in it. And Jesus said that, listen, who do you think gave much? The disciples said, they said that the rich man gave much. But Jesus said, no, it was not a rich man. It was a poor widow. Because that was all what she had. And she gave it to support the kingdom of God. So it's not about how much. It's about the heart and the motive behind it. Serve God with your money. Serve God with your treasure. He says that when you do that, you are laying out for yourself treasures in heaven. Don't allow money to control you. Serve God. Give to the poor. Do charity works. Support the kingdom of God. Support missions. When you come to church and you see that there is a need in the church, meet that need. If you look at this church and realize that there is something this church needs, do it. I have seen how much investing in the kingdom of God can do for people. I have seen it. I have seen what it can do. They think that the more they have money. Materialism is good, but your heart should not be in your, your property. The third one is that they think that money gives satisfaction in life. Money gives satisfaction in life. Ecclesiastes chapter 23. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied. <laughs> he that loveth money shall never be satisfied in life. He didn't say he that likes money. He said he that loveth money shall never be satisfied in life. He that loveth money shall never be satisfied in life. In other words, he that has appetite for money is a Greek word I have. It means to love. That is human love for another. It means to have appetite for money. Shall not be satisfied with silver. Nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. It is vanity of vanity. It is, it is vanity of vanity. The third, let's look at the third one. We think that money brings security. Ecclesiastes 23 verse 5. We think money brings security. Rulers are not secure. Money does not give security. You can be a rich man, armed robbers will attack you. And take all your money. So money does not give security in life. Let's look at what your what the how you should see money. How God wants us to see money. Amen. Let's look at how God wants us to, to see money. Amen. One. God wants you to see money as a blessing, as a capital. God does not hate money. God does not hate the rich man. He doesn't hate money. But he wants you to see the money as a blessing he has given to you. He wants you to see the possession as capital he has given to you. He doesn't want you to see it as... He doesn't want you to feel attracted to it. But he rather, he wants you to see it as a possession he has given to you. As capital he has given to you. Two. God wants you to see it as a channel of blessing. When God gives you money, look for someone to bless also. 
When God blesses you, look for another person and bless a person. You are channels of God's blessing. The Bible says, and the Lord told Abraham, that I will bless you and you shall become a blessing to people. So the purpose of the blessing of God is so that you can also be a blessing to people. So that you can also lend a helping hand to people. It is not for you to accumulate. But so that you can become a channel for helping people. There are people who you should decide to pay their fees. There are people you should, you should decide to pay their hospital bills. There are people you should decide that you give them money. Some, somebody just needs somebody just needs 200 cities to start a business. That 200 cities is you. You go and stand somewhere and, and, and go and sit at a restaurant. Enjoy it. And when your family members come to you for support, you tell them you don't have money. Because you fear that a certain witch will kill you. I don't know. We have been watching a lot of Nigerian movies. And Kumawood movies. That tells us that when you see somebody sitting, I, I don't discount that. When it tells, God tells you that when you see somebody begging for money on the street and you give them money, then all of a sudden the person will turn into an old woman and vanish. We watch a lot of Hollywood movies. Help the poor. Help the poor. Do you think that God Himself, who said that when you give to the poor, He will bless you? Do you think that even if they want to use it against you, do you think God will permit it? He will not. Help the poor. Money, you are a channel of God's blessing. Listen, God will not come down from heaven and come and do things for your family. You are the one God is going to use to bless your family. I thought you were going to say amen. God will not come down from heaven and come and bless your family. You are that channel God is going to use for your blessing. So see yourself as a channel for distribution of God's resources. It says, Abraham, I'll bless you and you shall become a blessing to other people. Amen. And the third one is money is for communicating. That's the last one. Money is for communicating the gospel. As important as the gospel is, we need money to push it. As important as the message of salvation is, the salvation message is free, but it did not come. It came at a cost to God. So your money must push the gospel. Your money must push the kingdom of God. You must look at your church and support your church's missions. I mean, I've told myself that, listen, now, when it comes to missions, when, I, when my money starts coming, I'll start supporting mission works Because you are laying for yourself treasures in heaven. Don't go to heaven and be disappointed. Don't go to heaven and sleep on in a boy's quarters. Whilst people are having cities in heaven, some will just have a hand coop. One day, Archbishop Duncan Williams said that he went before the day of his consecration as an Archbishop. He says he was he got he was he fell into a trance and God took him to heaven. And when he went, he says, Please show me my city. He said, I'm Archbishop, show me my city. And God said, God took him to a place. He saw a small house that they were just building. He said, Ah, but when you come to earth, I am an archbishop. God said, Heaven, your titles doesn't matter here. Then he said, Okay, show me Ajinasari's house. And they took him to a city. He said, This is Ajinasari's city. He said, Ah, but Ajinasari is my son. How can he have a city? And me, I have a small hand coop. And God said, Heaven is not treasure, but it's about your works. It's about the, the souls you save. Some of if you cannot go and preach the gospel, you can support them. You can support them to go and preach the gospel. You can give to support the kingdom. Your treasure 
must be invested in pushing the kingdom of God. It's good to invest on earth, but make sure that your most of your investment goes into heaven because that is where you spend most of your time. The, the, the most you can spend on earth is 100 years, but eternity is more than 100 years. Eternity is eternity. It is timeless. And people will spend their time being unhappy. Imagine you are going to spend all your the rest of your time in heaven very unhappy because you have nothing to your name. Because you have no treasures in heaven. Because you didn't win a soul. Because you didn't support the kingdom of God. Because you didn't give to the poor. Because you didn't give to support orphans. Because you didn't give to support the disabled community. God says that invest in the kingdom of God. Let your treasure be in the kingdom. He says, I will look at the way you put your money and I will know where your heart is. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.